your strength is not that you can read people and please people and make them like you. That's your ego. Your ego thinks that that's a cool way of of getting more out of life or making life easier. But what you lose in the process is the center of your energy, where it actually comes from. And that is from knowing that you have energy. Welcome everybody to our Wednesday energy talk. My name is Yona Brindis and I'm an energy healer and energy coach and I walk you through different subjects from an energetic perspective. So we do this here together and I usually start out with a little bit of a lecture or a topic. Today's topic is spiritual martial arts and this happens to be my favorite topic of all, namely how to use, how to apply our energy awareness and give all this, you know, being energetically sensitive a purpose, understanding how things work in the world, uh, seeing truths maybe a little more or a little different than other people. Like, what is the actual application for this? And I know that many of you are interested in contextualizing all your impulses to wanting to understand things in a deeper way, to wanting to see the bigger picture, to having a desire to live in a more like what we would call heart state or uh, wanting life to be less of a struggle. And that's something that I personally have learned from martial arts. So some of you know this, I used to do martial arts and I wasn't really that big of a talent. Yeah, I'm actually quite clumsy. I'm six foot tall, not very um, nimble. I'm not very flexible, although I have to say that the regular training did wonders there. So when I started martial arts, it wasn't for becoming a martial artist. It was something that I saw watching the training and it was my kids' training that I watched, a story that I hear a lot from parents who experienced this. I always thought that the pure physical way of interacting with people is a little limited and I wasn't really that much of a physical person. I was more of a head person and so I was uh, a little standoffish at first. But here's what I learned. And this is something that I have been sharing with others and especially women, because I think it's a lesson that we cannot learn anywhere else. And that is that if whatever it is that I am thinking, whatever it is that I am feeling, if that's not congruent, if I can't back that up in my expression, in my the way I carry myself, the way I say things, the way I hold my whole attitude, then it doesn't seem to have a lot of power, does it? I can be the most intellectual person in the world. I can understand, you know, mathematical equations or chemical formulas or how the universe works. But if I'm with people and I have nothing really 
that connects me with them or due to the way I act or I behave, like say I'm, I'm a little aloof or, you know, I feel that other people aren't getting me. So I kind of separate myself a little bit. I won't really be socially successful. So in this 10, 15 year of martial arts training that I've done, there are some things that obviously fascinated me and they had to do with the energetic component of martial arts. Yes, yeah, so why is it that these, these old Chinese uh, or Korean or Japanese teachers, why they all talk about energy? What is it that made Bruce Lee such a phenomenal fighter, even though it didn't seem like he had a lot of different moves. He's a small guy, but some people just seem to have a lot more power. Fighting magic in Tai Chi, for example, if you study martial arts, I don't want to bore you with this, but why is it that it seems that fighting or, you know, the winning an interaction seems so effortless for some people? Whereas other people have to constantly exert themselves and, you know, go all the way to their last energy reserves. And here is what I found out. Partially, it's the holistic aspect of it. It's how we carry the whole of us. Yeah, so you can be a very good technician and still be dominated and run by your fears by your performing anxiety, by what other people think about you. And that weakens you. You can be very self-confident, but can't really back it up. So to bring those two things together seems to be the trick here. And why am I calling this spiritual martial arts? Why is this relevant for you guys as energetically sensitives, as healers, as energy workers, as conscious manifestors, as spiritually aware people? It has to do with how you back this up. Yeah, you can read the secret a hundred million times. You can, you know, immerse yourself in the power of now and all these kind of popular concepts yeah you can do trauma healing and processing you know all the things that have happened to you that is, have shaped your life and you can understand everything there is to understand from metaphysics esoterics or you know spiritual sciences or you know religions and so forth and still feel that life is a struggle and one of the things that I want to share with you here today, there will be a workshop about the dimensions of thinking and why it all starts with our thinking, all right? Um, but today I want to show the holistic aspect of it. I want to show the mechanism between your body mind, that is your body, yeah, those physiological, biological, conditionings and hardwires that you have with your emotions and with your thoughts and how that influences your overall energetic power. So 
energetic martial arts is nothing but unveiling the secret of what makes your energy powerful and with that you know life become less effort what is it for you guys that you run into as a continual ever repeating struggle what have you identified as the biggest fight in your life who wants to share janet is sharing here along with many other aspects it's like a deep body meditation and alignment in your experience i'm assuming you're talking about martial arts yes martial arts asks us to not just discipline and um, form structures and and routines for our physical fitness but also for our mental fitness and yes Janet that's where the trick is here that's where the secret is what have you guys on a very practical level identified as one of the main stumbling blocks like say you got money figured out or you got career figured out or you got um, friends figured out you got um, creativity figured out let's say you you've you've figured out many many different areas of your life already but one and that one area let's say maybe relationships yeah um, boundaries now or how to relate to people um, in a deeper way having you know being able to connect deeper with people what is it for you that you have identified as something that keeps coming in seemingly controlling or dominating your life's struggles yes relationships mm -hmm. let's investigate the mechanics of relationships as you guys are coming up with more aspects of your life the reason why people are successful in martial arts is not necessarily because they are the best in a particular technique the reason why people are successful in martial arts and this could be transferred over to life is because they know what their strengths are and, and this is the key here for you guys they know what it is that they want to get out of it they know what they're in for why they're doing it and they have the wits to understand how this game works yeah. I'm using the word game and this might be a little confusing for you because not many of us are willing to see life as a game but this is where the spiritual contextualization comes in it can help us with seeing life as a game namely once you realize that there is something like a spirit being in you and that there is something more than just dealing with this 3d physical aspect of your life you realize that hmm, you know it's like a card game you you have this lifetime and you get a certain number of cards that are dealt and and those are the ones that you need to work with those are the ones that you have and all you can do is really do the best with what you have the trick with the cards that you've dealt with we, we often call this karma is to understand that it's neither a punishment nor um, 
bad or good luck. It's also not random. There's a reason why you were dealt certain cards. And once you understand the nature of this game for you, yeah? So why am I having issues with boundaries and relationships? Why do I keep attracting people into my life that are exploitative or that try to dominate me or that try to, you know, like take things for granted from me? Why is that? Yeah, those are parts of these cards. Those are aspects of, of the cards that were dealt to you. So what is the nature of this game? Obviously, yeah, the nature of the game, relationships, is to overcome something that is not aware to us, to overcome an area in our life where we have low self-esteem, where we have no confidence, where we do things maybe to make up for other things or where we do things to avoid confrontations, where we do things to hide our flaws. Maybe it is about our flaws and maybe the nature of the game is really just understanding that what it is that I have taken as a narrative in my life, yeah, as the story of my life is what is actually limiting me. Yeah, maybe it is the trauma that I have experienced and some kind of causation, some kind of reasoning that we come up with, like, oh, because I grew up this and this way, you know, it's, you know, harder for me in that and that area, for example. Yes, and Cindy, you're bringing in a wonderful point here. Anytime I externalize anything, I'm giving away my power. This is basically a level higher because that can be applied to pretty much all areas of our lives. Yeah, the physical health, the emotional experience, the, the, the mental contextualization, our beliefs that we have and and how all that expresses in our, you know, financial wealth and our uh, friendships and our social emotional world and how uh, we feel that life gives back to us what we put out there. It has a lot to do with where we see the power originating. And if we see the power originating outside of ourselves, like, we have to live up to a certain standard or we have to live up to um, certain rules and certain things that are given to us from the outside, we are setting ourselves up for struggle. So what Cindy meant here in, uh, with the words externalize is that she's understood that part of of the reason why her life is a struggle and I hope uh, that I, I don't misrepresent what you meant here Cindy please uh, jump in you know is that whenever she externalizes her power when she sees the power for you know what could make her happy or what could make her feel more confident or what could make her win the game you know or what could help her to overcome um, you know, like uh, perceived flaws or, or things in herself that she thinks isn't 
you know, up to par, measured by some kind of outer um, uh, power or outer rule, all right, then she loses power. Then she is not just given away her power, but it also immediately shows in her life as a struggle, as something that she now sees herself resisting or fighting against. And that is uh, quite uh, profound, actually, because uh, when one studies the history and the meaning of martial arts and also how it um, is ideally applied, you know, things like the art of war, Lao Tzu or the Bhagavad Gita, writings that, you know, show us in, in form of analogies, yeah, that a good mar martial artist is actually not someone who fights to win. A good martial artist is someone who has a strategy before they actually enter the battle, all right, and knows that he's already won the game. The question is, how can we apply this to our life? How can I know that I'm going to be winning this game and therefore staying all relaxed? Right. So I never really won any titles or anything. I won a few tournaments and I tell you how I won them. This took me a few times to figure this out. It wasn't that I knew that I was so good, but there was something about that. Three things that I identified. First of all, and, and that's quite important because that has to do with our motivation. I loved competing. I loved sparring. I loved this, you know, interaction. Yeah, I just love it. It's a passion of mine. I can, you know, say this about playing card games or other kind of games as well. I love playing. I love playing games, not like mind games, but, you know, like things where that have rounds and I'm in there for the fun. I'm in there for the joy. Now, when you do martial arts, it's a bit tricky because if you lose, you usually <laughs> take a few hits. It's painful, right? So part of my motivation, and that's number two, was obviously to avoid any kind of pain. All right. So that's you know, goes along with our ego. I didn't want to experience pain. I wanted to have the joy, but I didn't want to have the pain. So I needed to come up with a strategy that allows me to do things in the most energy conserving way. And one of the things that I noticed was that if I try to like attack a lot, all right, I am exerting myself a lot. If I sit there and stay calm and center my energy and just wait and see what comes and focus on responding in an optimal, optimal way, I made a lot less mistakes. See, in the beginning, when I started my martial arts training, I got confused with all the techniques that I learned and I had nightmares, you know, of of like being in a, in a fight with someone like, you know, an assault or something and not knowing what to do, like being frozen, not knowing what to do. This is what I see happening with the, many of you. You know a lot of techniques, but, you know, there is not enough centering, not enough consolidation in your energy to know what to apply and, and, and how to apply this in the most effective way. The third thing, the third secret that I found out was that I need to know what my strengths are. What was my strength? Well, I hated to admit that at first, 
But one of my strengths was that I was tall. I've always hated the fact that I was tall because six foot for a woman is quite challenging, especially in my age. Okay, so when I entered the rink, I could literally feel my opponent's energy go down just due to the fact that I was tall. That taught me that a lot of situations in my life where I have rejected my tallness, which is just a physical feature, it's genetic, it's like I can't do anything for it. But where I have rejected it is also where I have lost a lot of power. I notice things, and I'm still struggling with this a little bit, that have to do with how I carry my energy. I always felt very self-conscious about being tall, and so I kind of lowered myself. Yeah, I had a little bit of a sort of hunched posture. Yeah, and I would always try to make myself feel smaller, more equal to the other person. And that's something I see in, in a lot of you guys when you interact with other people, not perhaps in the physical sense, but in the sense that you go down onto the level of the other person because you don't realize what your strength is. Your strength is not that you can read people and please people and make them like you. That's your ego. Your ego thinks that that's a cool way of of getting more out of life or making life easier. But what you lose in the process is the, 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 the center of your energy, where it actually comes from. And that is from knowing that you have energy. Okay, so coming back to the example with martial arts, it wasn't so much that I knew that I was going to have good or bad chances. It was that I knew I was tall and I knew that that was an advantage. Yeah, I knew that when it came to techniques, it'd probably be a disadvantage. And trust me, guys, I've lost a lot of fights against tiny people who had this really low center of gravity that could move so fast, you know, where I was just standing there like an idiot. Okay, so I knew that this was potentially a trap. But for as long as I took that which I knew, that was my advantage. And built on that and made that my power. Yeah, it made myself bigger, even in my energy. I had won the battle before it even started. The first time my opponent would take a hit from me, they would give up mentally, energetically. Because they'd convinced themselves that because they're so small, they have no chance against me. Do you get this? This is how the game works. This is how spiritual martial arts works, guys. And I'm not saying, you know, to misuse your energetic sensitivity and your energy awareness, you know, to feel superior because in life and especially in relationships, it's not about being superior. It's about knowing where your power is. It's about knowing where your passion is. And it's about knowing how you can save that, how you can protect that how 
you can use that without exerting yourself, without, you know, externalizing your power to the other or the system or the boss or the job or money. You get this? Yeah? Know what your power is, know what your passion is, and understand the game. And as an energetically sensitive who understands these dynamics, yeah, of the game and a fight. You need to come to the place that you understand what the purpose of your energetic sensitivity is. In other words, also the power, the advantage that comes with it. You know that there's a much bigger game. What's the bigger game? The bigger game is the evolution of your own soul. It's not how much money you have, how many friends you have, how many times sex you can have in a day or a week or whatever. No. It's not in how your ego feels about yourself. Your ego is temporary. All that that you experience through your body-mind, yeah, this combo of sensations, emotions, and thoughts, yeah, that for as long as it stays unreflected, runs you it's like an external force that runs you yeah even though it is pre-programmed in you yeah we call this the ego for as long as your ego runs you guys you cannot see that and you exert yourself all the way to getting sick and ignoring all those physical signals yeah that you're feeling that this isn't working for you that this isn't sustainable that this isn't conducive so understanding the game means that you know that there's a bigger reality, that there's a greater self than your ego. And that what you're in for here, yeah, this, this temporary game, this round that you are playing, that you are battling in, is all about you consciously understanding what your power is, consciously choosing how to express it and consciously applying it at every given moment. Those are the rules of the greater game. And if you feel that you have to win this game through struggle and exerting yourself, then you're still in your ego game. Then you are still trying to fight to win the battle. Understand that the ego battle that is out there isn't the real battle, isn't what it's all about. Understand that what is going on out there, yeah, all the craziness, all the bizarre unfolding of truth, that is just lots of ego rava. It has no meaning for the greater development of your personal power other than you recognizing that that is not your game anymore. So let me just summarize and rephrase this real quick. If you are still believing that your true powers outside of you, 
If you are still believing that you have to be in a certain way in order to be loved, in order to be seen, in order to bring yourself into expression, you know, that you have to be different from who you are, that you have to hide all your flaws and that you have to sort of cope with all the cards that you see as kind of bad karma, you will get swept away by all these external forces, guys, because they're working heavy right now and they know the game. They're playing this game on an energetic level. Some call there's a spiritual war out there and that's correct, but not in the sense of angel and demons, but that scares people, that spooks people. It's a lot easier to understand that the game here is about influencing your mind, your emotions, and your body into believing that you have no power. And that's why energetic martial arts helps you to understand what your power is, what the game is, and how to master it. It also helps you to understand why it's necessary for you to protect your energy. But not in the way that you think. Not in the way of going against and convincing other people of truth or, you know, their mistakes. No. Protecting your energy in a way that you understand the source of your energy comes from within yourself. And if you allow your energy to be too externalized, if you see yourself on the outside in, if you care more about what other people think of you or what President X is doing over there or inflation or money or whatever, in that moment you've externalized your power and you lost the game. Yes, less wielding, more being. Although more being, Janet, yeah, is also part of building. Yeah, so we have to understand that it is in the consolidation of our energy. And in order to learn this, we've got to train our perception because our perception, for as long as we are in our ego, is dominated by our senses, by our emotions, and by our unconscious thought, by collective thinkingness. And collective thinkingness is, at this moment, the biggest danger to our power. Because it's very strong, it's very big. You can see this in media and politics. Yeah? And therefore, the number one reason why you need to do energy awareness training. You need to know how this happens, that you get pulled into agreeing into allowing your energy to be outside of yourself, externalized. You need to understand the game. Just like in martial arts, it's not enough to just have a good body. And it doesn't actually matter what kind of body you have. It doesn't matter if you're short, if you're tall, if you're flexible or not. Everybody can get good at martial arts. Everybody can get good at energy awareness and self-mastery. Yeah? We just need to know the rules of that. Thank you, everybody. Share these links, share these videos. Yeah, make sure that you don't stay in your woodwork, okay? You're not alone in this, guys.
this is a big thing. Alright? I love you and I see you soon. Friday for the next energy update line.